Yeah, and you know, it was hilarious as hell. Uh, he was running down the street naked, and he had a chicken chasing him. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Richard Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, KB5JBZ, and welcome back. We're going to take a little side trip from the Propagation Series. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, we've had a pretty weird week, and I'm sorry if this sounds kind of thrown together because uh, it's, I've been very, very busy and actually... Uh, for those of you who download the program as soon as it comes out, uh, I'm actually recording this about almost noon on the day of the release. So uh, y'all bear with me. We're going to try and get it uh, chugging along and that kind of stuff. So um, let's see. We've been talking about the formation of the club out here. We finally uh, got our constitution ratified, voted on some dues. And we're steadily, steadily moving forward. I would like to come uh, come on like a hurricane. Unfortunately, uh, we're making progress like a turtle. However, it's going to be that way. Um, we had a couple of new guys show up at the meeting. And I know y'all probably getting tired of hearing about local stuff. But a couple of new guys show up at the meeting. We pushed some business through. Then we were able to talk to them for second half of our meeting was just sitting there uh, chatting with them about the, their equipment and how to get it going and all that good stuff. Elmering is starting to flower in Kaufman County, Texas. It is absolutely fantastic. So we're still coming down to the new episode of Resonant Frequencies Amateur Radio Podcast. I'm not sure what the production schedule is going to be like. Resonant Frequency in its initial uh, initial run happened to be, uh, well, for the most part, when I was able to keep it on some kind of schedule, it came out every two weeks. Uh, there were times when it would only come out once a month, and we're going to try and nail that down so that we can have the consistency that I know y'all deserve. That's one of the reasons I'm making sure we have a, an RF archive uh, one week and a Richard Radio Adventures the next week. Where Richard Radio Adventures is concerned, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. Uh, because of the original format, it's going to be easy enough for me to uh, go ahead and do the mobile episodes for the most part. But uh, we'll have to see how much how much we are able to be in the studio to uh, get the, get that taken care of. 
I understand this is all a little strange. If you go back and listen to the early Richard's Radio Adventures and the probably last five or six episodes of the Archive uh, Resonant Frequency, you'll find out that because of work and other things, we were having to switch over and kind of do it that way. Now, the reason I say all of this is one of the things is that in a few in a few weeks, I will be going to work for Amazon here uh, locally, and that may or may not disrupt the schedule. Uh, I'm really not sure, and I'm going to have to see how it pans out. Y'all please bear with me while we uh, make these changes, and we'll get things settled back in the way they need to be. Okay, yak, yak, yak about my personal life. Um, so let's get on to uh, something a little, little more important. I need y'all to be sending me if... Uh, like I said, we're going to take a, we're going to step away from the basic propagation episodes for a bit. We may be back next week. It kind of depends. What I need to know, uh, especially from the new guys, is what y'all still don't grasp about propagation. It's my understanding that uh, 10 meters took a huge leap in the last few weeks. And that it is, uh, I was told the other day that it was wide open and uh, you could hear stations from all over the place. Unfortunately, um, y'all know my situation here is kind of restricted, so I'm not really able to participate in that. At some point, I'm going to go over to the mini warehouse and see if I can find something that will do 10 meters. And uh, I don't know. Stick a dipole up in the apartment. <laughs> About the only choice I've got. So if you need more information on basic propagation, please, please get in touch with me. All the normal, go over to the website, look at the bottom of the post for the show. All my information is there. It's plastered all over the website. It's plastered all over the news group, uh, over at Facebook. Uh, it's... Uh, uh, there's places on MeWe and Tumblr and even Reddit. Uh, you won't find me in Amateur Radio Reddit. I have been banned, but they can kiss my butt because one of their rules is no personal, organized personal or organized attack on other people in the group. And they allowed that to happen, didn't do anything about it. But I accidentally posted an episode of the podcast over there and boop, ban from that reddit that's okay because i have one of my own i have one for the show and we have an elmering reddit over there as well that uh as i get time we're going to start doing something more with you can also come over to discord there are invites to discord posted all over my social media there's a widget on a website over in the sidebar. All you got to do is click on that and it'll take you over there. That's a way for y'all to talk to me directly because I'm on there every day. I'm looking at it every day. And if I, for some reason, don't look at it, then it'll send me a message if somebody shows up. So uh, doing all that, we have to do uh, do the, the stuff I know y'all hate real quick. We are still needing donations. We haven't received one donation 
and our one Patreon because uh, I didn't have a chance to get over there and talk with him too much, which is going to change. But the one Patreon we had decided to go ahead and discontinue his, his patronship, and that's fine. Uh, this show is for y'all. I don't charge for the show, but I do ask that people try, if they can, to drop a dollar here and there so we can try and cover our costs. So, we're on Patreon. There's one called uh, uh, Buy Me a Cup of Coffee, and the third one is that good old standard PayPal. If y'all want to go over and drop a few dollars in, I mean, there's no requirement or anything else. We will be, and as soon as things calm down some, we will be setting up a uh, Patreon-only area on the website and a Patreon-only area on the uh, Discord server for the folks that are chipping in on a regular basis, but that's going to be uncut versions of the show, old uh, miscellaneous, audio files that I have laying around from the initial run of Resonant Frequency and stuff like that. But that area is not set up at this time. I know y'all get tired of hearing it, but, well, you can't buy a soda for a dollar anymore. Uh, when I first started saying you can't buy a soda for a dollar, it was like a, a buck and a quarter. And now them things are like two bucks or something like that. And if any episode has helped you, drop in a dollar. And I understand times are tough right now, and I'm not going to go into a, a rant over why they're tough, but we got to keep going. And the uh, way things are right now is costing us a little bit more every week to get these shows out. So please, please go over and take a look. We lost our affiliate status with Amazon because nobody was using the link. And that's okay, because I had them approach me about a business account over there, and I told them, well, you know, y'all got rid of me because I, apparently I wasn't performing. So, there you go. What I will ask y'all to do also is if you're unable to uh, go ahead and drop a donation, please go over to the website and click through on the big, uh, the uh, Bridgecom link. If uh, you are looking for radios that are a little bit outside of what the normal ham radio stuff is, mostly DMR, but they do have other stuff radio-wise over there as well, please go over and take a look. They've got, I mean, I've got one of their handhelds, and it's outstanding. I can't possibly imagine that I got a uh, dual-band handheld with GPS and tracking, and it'll do APRS and all this other stuff for less than $250. And with my hotspots that I purchased later, I can use that DMR radio to talk on D-Star, what do they call it, Fusion, uh, you know, P25, a bunch of, bunch of stuff. And, well, maybe not, maybe not D-Star, but I do have a, a D-Star handheld for that that I got talked into, dang it. But go over to the website and click on a link. I think I may have stuck the link on uh, on one or two of the groups or on the uh, Facebook page or something. Uh, y'all go over and click through. You might find a hotspot you like. You might find a radio that you like. And they do have some mobile units over there as well. But please, go, you know, go do something. Just anything. 
I've been I've been looking at the numbers, and fifteen thousand people download this show. At least fifteen thousand people download this show every month. It's got to be worth a dollar. Now that we've done all that, and y'all know I've gotten in the habit of kind of breaking things up, that's so I can pull these out as separate sections and uh, or these uh, the important stuff out in separate sections and try and just pull that audio down by itself and I get it isolated so that in the future y'all will be able to download this stuff without having to hear me sit here and spew a bunch of twaddle, twaddle. That's a piece of jargon, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. So, I think we got through everything we were supposed to. I'm sure there's something I forgot, but that's okay. So, y'all be really quiet a second, and I'm on. I'm going to go ahead and launch into this week's subject. Okay, kids, well, this time we're taking a little departure, and we're going to uh, give uh, basic propagation a rest for a few. And what I'd like to talk to you, well, let me start off with a story. Everybody loves Richard's story time, I guess, I think, I hope. I hope that y'all at least enjoy some of the stories I bring bring to the uh, podcast. But we'll, we'll go ahead and start with this. I know y'all are probably getting tired of hearing about our local club meeting coming together and everything else. But second half of our last meeting in lieu of a program and or presentation, we just kind of sat there and the new guys, you know, they're talking about that. We asked them about their radios and they told us and the kind of issues they're having and that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden there was a bright light and a UFO landed next to the church and out of the UFO came what appeared to be an interstellar visitor from the planet of Jargon. Jargon. Well, okay, maybe that's a little bit far-fetched and uh, over the top. But the bottom line is, we were sitting there and we were watching these guys while we were talking to them, and every time that their eyes would get big around as uh, golf balls and their mouth would drop open, my club secretary, Lowell, K9LDW, would stop us all, and he would sit there and explain what we just said to these newer guys. Now, I say newer. One was a guy who'd been on hiatus for 10 years, like uh, my last hiatus, and another one was a brand-new amateur radio operator. So what was going on is Lowell would stop us and he would explain to them in simple English what we were talking about. And it dawned on me on the ride home that, yes, amateur radio operators are just like anybody else. They have buzzwords and jargon that we use and we communicate quite efficiently, those of us that have been around a while, communicate quite efficiently with these buzzwords and jargon. It kind of cuts through the crap because we can probably say something that's going to take two or three sentences in one word. Now, I'm not a big fan of jargon, office speak, and that kind of stuff. You know, I really don't want to, I really can't think of a good phrase right now that would uh, describe some of the stuff that really goes through me like crazy when people can just 
speak English to each other. And when I say that, I actually went up, looked, went and looked up a definition. Now I can read you the long and extended version, or I can just tell you what it says. The word jargon comes from Middle English, and in its original use, it uh, meant twittering, chattering, or gibberish. Gibberish, heavy on the gibberish, and a lot of us guys are that way. You know, there are those that even Though it's bad radio practice, use cue signals on phone circuit or TIN codes. I, I still hear people using TIN codes, and we are not that service, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we are not uh, commercial, public service, or uh, citizen band, uh, and it just drives me up the wall. But what I'm talking about, as far as the jargon we were using, was things like SWR, feedpoint impedance. We were talking about programming DMR radios, which use kind of a programming software that's more designed like the commercial programming softwares. So then I start talking about CPS and groups and zones and stuff like that. And these guys were just sitting there with their mouth hanging open. And I would I thank Lloyd for taking the time to identify that first and making sure that it didn't matter who was speaking, he would stop them and then back up and tell these guys in plain English or a in a different way that would make it more clear to them not being used to the jargon. Now this, oh gee, happy me, I got a message. Well, we ain't going to worry about it right this minute. So, that's the thing that dawned on me on the ride home. These new guys, they're not familiar with this. This is another place where we fall down on elmering these guys. You know, I hate to put it this way, but... I've got a two-year-old granddaughter, three-year-old granddaughter. I'm sorry, she just, uh, she's a big girl now. She just made three. And we have slowly, as we've gone, moved forward where she's concerned, we have had to start really slow. We started when she first started talking, one word at a time, small words, and that kind of stuff. Well, it's kind of the same thing when you get your amateur radio out license. Unless you've got somebody standing right behind you, ready to tell you everything that uh, you might want to know, well, you're roaming around and you really don't know where to go. And there's so many options coming in the door now that you don't know which direction to go. Now, I'm not... I'm not saying I'm a super duper ham because Packet was pretty easy to pick up. Riddy was pretty easy to pick up. Ma'am tore. But then we started getting into more exotic modes. I was having to find software, figure out how to make it work on my machines. You know, I'm the guy that, yes, I had plenty of Elmers, and if I got stuck, I could get a hold of them. But I, on the other hand, am that hammerhead that has to try and figure it out myself. You know, one of the biggest leaps was converting from Windows machines over to uh, Linux machines because sometimes you have to go out and dig around to find the software you need. Of course, they don't get billions and billions of dollars for machine, for 
uh, operating system that takes 30 minutes to boot up. Things like that, and even getting into DMR radios and the hotspots involved, that's uh, another thing. It took me quite a few months, and I finally had to go outside for help from people I had never met before. But I was lucky enough to find some of those that had that Elmering attitude that decided they would help me along. I will tell you, uh, the second DMR radio I bought, I bricked it the day I got it. And it took me about two months before I figured out how to unbrick it. Now, that's something that the new guys probably won't understand what I just said. And you take a piece of electronics and you make it unusable, and that's what somebody's talking about when they say they've bricked it. They have turned it into uh, something that has the usability of a brick. So that's the deal. They, in fact, that was just a piece of jargon. Now, I can sit there and talk about the uh, CPS program that I use for programming my radio. Now, you can glean some of the some of what that is from what I said, but if you're not listening really close, you're not going to understand that I just I was talking about the uh, software to program the radio. Plus, the radios nowadays, a lot of them are more and more difficult to program without a computer. So that's another obstacle. But we're talking about terms that, well, I mean, I can sit and talk with somebody about an antenna and it'd be an antenna I never heard of before, and I'm like, well, okay, how's it set up? And they can give me a rundown in uh, hand speak. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what we should have said, said in, at the get-go. We're, we're talking specifically about hand speak. And, uh, you know, then I'm going to ask them, well, you know, how long how long is the radiator? How You know, does it have to have radials, or uh, uh, can it just be grounded? Uh, you know, does it need a matching, some type of matching network? Or uh, if it does, what kind of matching network? And then we start talking about the variations on that. And quite honestly, I would think some of the new guys sitting around listening to two or three hams talking that way for very long, their head would explode, <laughs> quite honestly. And we've run into simple things since the club meeting that these two guys, that we were talking to could have done to improve their operating situation that they had absolutely no idea what it was they needed to do. And it, the only thing I can figure is that uh, the people that they have been talking to, and they may be isolated. We find that a lot of radio operators are isolated nowadays. They go, they get their ham license, then nobody messes with them. And like I said, I'm the I'm the hammerhead that has to go out and dig and try and check and all this other stuff. You know, they really hated my diagnostic technique when I was working on cars because I had the same I had the same diagnostic technique when I was in the car shop that I would have at my ham station or somebody else's ham station. Or in the case of my desktop computers and stuff like that, I've been a big computer hobbyist for years. And that's the whole thing. And if y'all decide to use this piece of wisdom, please don't blame it on me. So, uh, and the diagnostic t technique goes as follows. Okay, 
I've done everything that is reasonable to do. I got this other thing I can do, and it may blow the thing up, but it doesn't work now, so I really don't have anything to lose. And 99.999% of the time, it worked. I was listening to an episode of President Frequency uh, when I put it on last week. I think it's on that one. Where I had an old laptop, old uh, Dell laptop, I can't remember. And I couldn't get into it because my father, who gave it to me, had password locked it. Now, this thing was 100 years old. He couldn't figure out any way he could use it. And, I mean, it it was old. However, it made a really good little terminal for, uh, doing some HF digital digital modes and stuff like that. It didn't have to be great. You know, I started out running ready on a Commodore 64, but I worked with it and worked with it and worked with it, and I called Dell and tried to get them to uh, tell me how I could get it unlocked and spent eight hours on the phone with them and still no joy. And finally, I went on out on the Internet and dug and dug and dug until I found something that sounded crazy to me, which was I could take a paperclip and open the thing up and run it through a boot sequence or something while holding that paperclip on a couple of particular pins on one of the integrated circuits and then shut it down and reboot it and the password would be cleared. Well, I wasn't going to lose anything. I got the laptop for free. It wasn't working. I couldn't get into it to do anything. So, you know, not working now, so I got nothing to lose. So we've kind of gotten off on that. Now you know a little bit of Richard's ham radio philosophy. But the whole point is, guys, you new guys, if somebody tells you or says something to you, amateur radio-wise, that you do not understand, you do not comprehend. Do not be afraid to speak up. Ask. Because I guarantee you, uh, anybody, at least anybody that came up through amateur radio in the time that I came up through amateur radio, we love to hear ourselves talk. And we love to hear ourselves explain stuff. And that kind of stuff. You do not need to be afraid. Do not be afraid that somebody's going to think that you're stupid. Because you are not stupid, you passed a test that most people, unless they study for it, can't. I do understand a lot of radio operators nowadays are memorizing the test and then getting in, and they don't really remember anything about the questions or uh, the material that the questions came from. I I understand that. It's, uh, It's something I used to preach a lot. I have changed my mind on it. It's more important to learn what's going on if you haven't been exposed to radios. It's more important to learn it than be get your license and be set adrift in this amateur radio ocean. But where jargon is concerned, or ham speak, hmm, I may have to put that one in the glossary. I, I forgot all about it. Where ham speak is concerned, stop them and ask them. And I know there's a lot of negativity on news groups and Facebook and that kind of stuff out there. But 
most of those people are sad little individuals that live in their own, uh, own little world and uh, they found some way to be a big deal wherever they are. And trust me, I've dealt with them. was a member of the club that had 500 of them. And don't be afraid. Jargon is just another thing. If you're into cars, you're going to be talking about crankshafts, camshafts, sensors, uh, cam sensors, you know, timing, that kind of stuff. If you're into guitars, you're going to be talking about different songs and ways to play different chords to make it more smooth and for you to learn it easier. I mean, yeah, I bring up guitars because I do, I do have some. I think I don't think I put them on the website. I haven't done that yet. There should be some more shameless promotion. You know, even down to, in the case of taking care of oneself, you know, everybody I know comes to me when something's going on. I was talking about my granddaughter earlier when she gets something wrong with her that her mom and daddy can't figure out. They call me to come down and take a look. Her mother, uh, more than once I've had to give her non-medical advice and that kind of stuff. So don't be afraid, guys. That's the bottom line. Don't be afraid. Um, a long time ago, I decided that, uh, and somebody else may have said it. I, I think I came up, but I, I realized it on my own. So I don't know if I stole it or what, but the, you know, the only stupid question is a question never asked because it defeats the purpose. Go out and ask. And if somebody treats you like you're stupid, don't ever ask them again. Go ask somebody else. But we're... A brotherhood, and I hate to put it that way because we got so many uh, ladies in the in amateur radio now. But we are a brotherhood. We're all united in a common goal and interest. And some of us create lifelong friends with the people who help us out. And I know we're running a little long, and it probably sounds like junk. But right now on Facebook, I have two friends that were mine when I first got life. One of them's down South Texas, one's up in Maine, that I still talk to on a regular basis, it, well, via Facebook now. There are people over in Dallas that I walk into a room and even though they haven't seen me in 10 years, they know who I am, and we will strike up a conversation. Amateur radio operators now, and there's even a fella out here close to where I live that about every 10 years, you know, we lose touch and about every 10 years we find each other and we start talking again. So don't be afraid of the jargon or the ham speak because ham speak is just like anything else. It's going to take a little time for you to get up to speed on it. Okay. So I know I'm bored y'all about money and I'm bored y'all about the club and this was probably boring as well. However, I'm hoping somebody can use it. And if it is useful to you, I would like to hear about it. Because some of us older guys, we're really having to try and figure out how we're going to bring the newer hands along. Because the old ways are not working. You know, everybody's afraid to ask questions. And it's sad that it's that way because we are not a closed organization. It's not like we were, I don't know, the Masons or Gully Bones or whatever they call it, or one of these other organizations with secret hand 
handshake and everything else. Closest thing we got is Wu Plong. And if you have not become Ben Wu Plong, you ought to give it a try. Alright, well with that, I'm gonna get back to work. Catching people this weekend and I'm dealing with that and club meetings and everything else and finding a job and all that good business. So I'm gonna cut y'all loose. I'm gonna tell you Spend time with your kids and you know, with your family, and you know, take care of yourselves. The winter's coming, and we got a big dose of it. It's almost freezing here tonight. Uh, it's morning, and it's only November. All y'all, thank you for coming by. And seven thirty. We gotta go.